0: CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. Now, let's go on location to Seattle, Washington, and our exclusive coverage of HempFest 2016. Good day, tokers and tokettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. It's Radical Russ here backstage for day three of the 25th anniversary Seattle Hemp Fest. And joining us backstage, we've got John Novak. How you doing, John? Doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I've got you here because I couldn't have picked a better person. You're one of the speakers that have been speaking out for patients here in Washington State where the legislature has just totally devastated medical marijuana. Tell folks out there who may not know what has happened,
1: what has happened and where do we go from here? Well, the biggest thing was the uh, elimination of the storefronts, people who were acting under the collective garden model had storefronts getting together and uh, helping out the patients. All of those were shut down as of uh, July 1st. There was the, the deadline was in place, but it was nobody was really at, Supposed to shut down until then, but the process of shutting them down actually started quite a bit before. Okay. And uh, Seattle King County actually was one of the first to really publicly announce that they were going to start curtailing them early. Next to that, though, the the biggest thing was the reduction of amounts for patients. We went from uh, 15 per patient down to uh, four. If you don't uh, plans. register, 15 plants, right? 15 plants and uh, 24 ounces and uh, if you don't register then you four uh, plants six ounces if you grow your own which is uh, anybody, uh, if anybody if you've grown your own six out and harvest limit coming I mean, come on yeah you know you're going to be over after if you know what you're doing anyway halfway decently you're going to be over that limit on your first plant if not your first few branches right right but uh, uh so that was a big one uh Mainly, though, the elimination of the access points and the reduction in in, uh, in amounts. Uh, collective gardens who were operating in just actual patients, not as a storefront or business, that model got reduced down to uh, 15 per household, or housing unit is what they called it. And then there was kind of a gray area. They said, well, maybe you can grow them out in your yard to go up to the 45 until that July deadline. But uh, as of now, though, 15 uh, per housing unit. and So, uh, Drastically reduction, and, and drastic reduction in the amounts is really what's uh, is, yeah. is hurting, especially like cancer patients. Now, they're, since their amounts have been reduced, access points have been closed. We've already actually heard word. I don't have any names specifically yet, but about four or five people apparently have died as a result of oh my God. losing access, mostly cancer patients, because uh, they're the ones who. You, if they were running out as of, let's say, July first, uh, about now and over the next month or so is when those tumors are going to start kicking back in. here. Sure. So,
0: wow. So, what is being done? What is the plan to fix this uh, shortage?
1: Uh, well, that's that's a tough question. And the biggest uh, hurdle that we face in today's modern uh, political world is lack of money to grease the wheels down and with the legislators it's pretty much the way politics works today is you pay to play yeah and uh the industry was able to harness a lot of money and, and got some uh good just, you know, some good things passed but also some really crappy stuff passed looking up for their own business uh you know bottom line uh well you know which is normal that's just how business behaves sure but that's really the key now is trying to get more back to almost the grassroots if you will the um uh, home grows the sharing between adults, yeah. uh, and eventually descheduling. I think a lot of the problems that we have uh, as far as you know um, employment, second rights amendments, all those kinds of things are kind of on the edge of. One, once you deschedule it, uh, pretty much all of those things are taken care of on their own. So, right. That's uh, that's the main thing. Is trying to get harness not only the patients to you know, start. Writing letters and getting involved in the process at a local level, but uh, trying to find a way to do a little fundraising and make some political donations and see if we can't get this uh, at least some homegrown and sharing, uh, yeah, in let's, Washington State.
0: Well, let's uh, let's give people out there that want to help uh, a way to
1: help. Are there groups they can join, or websites, or places they can donate? Uh, well, we have a political action committee that we started about a year ago called Viper Pack. And what we do with that is we uh, take a starting at $10 a pop for contributions. And the reason we ask for $10 is because under uh, state law here and their campaign finance laws, it takes 10 registered voters from the state of Washington, each giving a minimum of $10 each to make an actual legal campaign contribution. So, okay, that's what we're asking is just $10 and uh, to get in the door. Uh, the main thing is not money would be a great thing but uh, we're finding that uh, money and having the numbers uh, just people signing up and saying hey we're with you we're you know uh, the home grows the sharing the descheduling those basic grassroots uh, points uh, those that's what we're looking for is really people to uh, we're willing to step up put their name uh you know on on file with the pdc with us so uh, they can see when they, you know, they the legislators and, and people log in. They say, oh, okay, there's Viper Pack, and they they have received this much money. There's where their money's going. So that's where we're going right now. And our group, uh, there's other groups that are out there. I know Hempfest has uh, got their 25 point platform. So um, very other business groups are also involved in uh, you know, trying to push uh, a lot of better regulations through on on the recreational side. But the biggest thing that i think that people out there can do is really just uh, take some time to get to know patients better and know what and why they use cannabis if yeah. you've never met a patient you know find one you can contact us at 420 leaks.com or or and uh, you can give us a call and you're gonna the person on the other end will be a patient so you'll be able to talk you know right with them and, and get to find out why the hows and the science and the, and the personal stories Excellent advice. John Novak, who's fighting for
0: the patients here at the Seattle Hemp Fest. Have you already spoken today? Or are you speaking later? Yes,
1: I spoke uh, actually main stage Friday, yesterday on uh, Kevin Black. And uh, this afternoon at 3 o'clock at the Hemposium, there's a panel, medical cannabis patients, where do we go from here? And that starts at 3 o'clock. Right, Help them out. Check out 420leaks.com.
0: And yeah,
1: 420leaks.com is where we dump all our uh, public records that we've done on all the different agencies and stuff. We have a large database there so everybody can see exactly what's going on. And in, in the government's own words, not so much ours. Right on. And viperpack.org to help out
0: politically. Viper, of course, being an old jazz term for a pot smoker because... Yes. Sounds yes, like weed. a hissing snake. Exactly. You I got it. I, I dig the reference. All right, John Novak, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for talking to us here right, on you, Russ. Uh, the Rust Belleville Show, CannabisRadio.com. We're going to take a break and get back to Seattle Hunt Fest because this weed ain't going to smoke itself. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing on location, only on CannabisRadio.com.